0: Welcome to the Pitch Movie Podcast, that's right, where we pitch ideas for remakes, spinoffs and sequels, and even reboots of your favorite film franchise. Welcome to our first episode where we're going to tackle Superman. That's right, lots of news and rumors swirling about the impending remake of James Gunn's Superman, the launch of the new DCU. There's just never been a better time to reimagine the man of steel so join me kevin call your host and friends as we discuss the potential direction of the latest superman story and pitch our own ideas and even fresh takes on the beloved superhero superman so who knows maybe even our ideas will inspire the next big hit in the dc universe tune in now to find out To the Pitch Podcast. Joining me today is a great friend of mine, Adam Joiner. Adam, welcome to the Pitch Podcast. How you doing, my friend? I'm good.
1: It's, it's uh, like old times. Any of the, anyone who can remember us from from yesteryear, we, we used to do this quite often, quite frequently. Yeah, but
0: we were a lot more seasoned at it too. I think now we're just a bunch of old men. So yeah,
1: I, I was always old, but you uh, you you've got the you're starting to get the gray, and the you got the freshman fifteen that, that everyone just talks about. Star yeah, I'm 30. starting
0: get my Clooney years with the salt and pepper look, you know. So anyway, but, uh, you know, Clooney's you got a good Lex, you got a good Lex Luthor thing going on. You know, you always have. Yeah,
1: I, so, I've always know. been the, the villain of this story. So.
0: <laughs> well, Adam, you know, so we're talking about Superman in today's show, and we'll we'll get into pitching our ideas for an upcoming movie and things like that. But before we get into that, uh, let's talk a little bit about the franchise, talk about the character. Do you remember the first time you saw Superman
1: i did um I, I will say that the first movie I ever saw and i'm i'm I am old we we will establish that um with Star Wars. I saw that with my father at, at a drive-in movie theater um I remember seeing the uh, x wing fighters zoom across and they were in front of the death star I remember I was gosh I was probably six or seven years old uh, don't have the exact math but I was in there. And then, uh, the next movie I saw in the theaters, it was in, uh, Tupelo, Mississippi, in Mississippi, uh, at the drive-in movie theater. And it was part of my Christmas. We had, uh, gone on, uh, I, it was Christmas. I'm pretty sure it was Christmas day cause we opened up presents that morning, uh, with family. And I went with my aunt and my father and several of the family members there. We drove to the, to the drive-in theater. It was freezing cold and, um, uh, for you kids out there who don't know what to drive in movie theaters, you stick a drive out there to a, to basically to a field with a giant screen and you put this big, huge metal box on the side of your window or you'd have it come in through your radio. But I remember it was, I remember seeing this weird box. We, they put on the side there and it's just like, and it was on there. And you know, the, the whole tagline of Superman was, what was it, Kevin? Believe, believe a believe. Man, can man can fly. And I'll never forget that he flew across the screen and it was just like, Something I'd never seen before. You'd seen him on on television, sitting on a board with their arms out, but this guy just starts walking and flies straight up in the air. And to me, that Christopher Reed will will always be the most amazing experience. You know, you got Marlon Brando, and uh, I think I, we're having some sun issues here. I don't think you can see it now. I, when earlier, my head was uh, fully lit with sunlit across there. Um, uh those outfits where they were all bright white and they was just it was so clean when they were on Krypton. So uh the Superman's always been uh let's see I've got a couple of props here. Has always been been my favorite. Uh this is the original from uh the, the one of the first original animated on there. So that's my, my first experience. So I have a lot of a lot of love for the original series in there.
0: Yeah, me me too. I mean if you think about Superman, and, and I'm much younger than you, I'm I'm only about to be 38, so I, the first time I saw Superman was not in a theatrical setting. It was many years ever, later. Have you ever seen it? Have you ever had the opportunity the, to see a big screen? The original Superman? I've never seen it on a big screen. I've only seen it on uh, VHS and obviously streaming and, and stuff like that now. But I, I, I remember I, I was I- –
1: I don't think they. I, don't, I hate to cut you off. I don't think that I've ever seen it uh, else other than that one time. You know, I've seen Indiana Jones and I've seen Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I think that's something they should do. They should re-release it. Sorry, I don't. I hate to. No, I, hate to it is you.
0: interesting that the original Supermans do not get like the the theatrical re-releases like some of the the bigger. I, I don't want to call them bigger, but other franchise properties <laughs> like Star Wars and stuff. But yeah, I was you know in my my house and my dad had tons of video collections. He had Star Wars. He had Indiana Jones and. You know, it was a typical Saturday, Sunday afternoon raining outside. And it's like, let's pick a movie. I was probably six or seven years old. And
1: the perfect age, I was for like, Superman. what is,
0: what is Superman? What is, what is this? And he's like, oh, this is great. You're, you're going to love it. So we put it in and it was just like this whole idea of like, you just called out like this idea that this man could fly. And like, I, you know, the iconic scenes of, uh, that I remember cause even at age seven, I was a romantic. I, I just I love the scenes where he was like flying around with Lois and just kind of going through Metropolis. Like I'm just like, man, that would be so cool to just like, you know, fly with a girl around a uh, around town and stuff. But um, th- those are things that I just remember. Um, I think the the other one was just kneel before Zod. I think I actually saw Superman two before I saw Superman one. Um, cause I think that was the one that my dad really enjoyed watching. So, uh, that was sort of my experience watching Superman. But what was compelling about the character was just like, he could do anything, right? Like you, you name the superpower he had. I mean, I don't think he could go invisible, but like, you know, it's he, just he, like, all you could, could,
1: cool super- could go fast enough. You know, he can go he, fast enough. To give it, me that a, is true. He was so fast you couldn't see him.
0: Right. So, um, yeah, just there you know i we can, we're going to talk about scenes later but like you know the, the niagara falls scene where the kid jumps off and um is playing and he falls off and superman goes and gets him mm-hmm. and stuff like just just a lot of iconic things in those original so, you know when uh, they were uh,
1: when they first come in to um when they're flying when he he takes her flying you know they meet on the rooftop and then she goes up there um the the song that they play is uh can you read my mind it's, it's by john mm-hmm. williams there's actually Words and and, one of
0: one of the pinnacle soundtracks of all time, right? Right. Well, when we got
1: married, to surprise me, uh, my wife and I, we walked in. uh, We got we we got married at at a pretty prominent church here in town, and we walk in to the room as, as, as a married couple and everyone's waiting on us right there, they're playing that song. She, she had a, someone that she knew that played, had played the piano. She contacted them. They learned the song and they're playing it on the piano. As we walked in to the reception, uh, after our wedding, I was yeah, just like, cool. wow, th- th- that's pretty cool. It's the last cool thing she ever did. But, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, she, does. She, won't, t- she won't listen to this, but like I so, so yeah, I'd say Superman has been pretty important to me too as well. So,
0: I mean, I I'm gonna go as far to say, for me, Superman was really my first experience with superheroes. I, I didn't know oh, yeah. my, oh, my yeah. dad was not a comic book guy, right? Like he didn't have comic books at home, it wasn't something he grew up reading and stuff. But like, so I didn't I didn't know Captain America, I didn't know Spider Man, I didn't know any of these comic book characters, superheroes that kids maybe grew up with because they had uncles or dads or whomever in their family that that got them into that kind of stuff. It was really, truly Superman. And then I would say what was coming up when I was a kid was actually Batman. Like you you couldn't go anywhere in the mid eighties, late eighties and not see the bat symbol everywhere. Like when that, when that movie came out, we'll, we'll probably do a Batman podcast down the road. But like the, the way that they marketed movies back then, uh, to me is so much better than the way they do them now because yeah. it was such an event, right? Like you, you know, and you Superman know. was the same thing. I mean, I, I wasn't around this during this time, but I I, 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 I don't, I don't remember
1: that, but I definitely remember Batman as being like, they, they, they did not mess around with that. Like T-shirts,
0: lunch boxes. I mean, it was everywhere. You talk yeah, about indoctrinating a, a, bill, a billboard.
1: Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, when, when's the last time you just saw a billboard that billboard that just had that black and kind of the gold Original Batman. It was just on a billboard, you know. That, I mean, everybody has to remember this is the before, four time, before the internet. Uh, internet didn't really start rolling around to the '90s. And I think that came out in '89, uh, probably '87. Yeah, that's 90.
0: right. The 1989 yeah. was the or the first Batman. So that was when I was really starting to get into, you know, comic books and stuff. So naturally, Superman kind of came up around that time uh, for me when I when I first saw it at home. And so, um, but yeah, I would say Superman was my my first foray into, into superheroes. And I feel like for a lot of us and even the whole superhero genre in itself, Superman really is, he is the Godfather. He is the one. He's your your
1: first love. He's your first love. Yeah. If you, if you, if you start naming superheroes and you're of a certain age, even I think even probably even younger, that's who you're going to go. to. you're going to get a bunch of kids now. It's like, Oh, Deadpool or, you know, that kind of, that kind of, or Wolverine or maybe some of the X-Men. But I think if you're, you know, over, Twenty-five. You, you're. That's one of the ones you're going to name first. Superman, and then you kind of back down because he's the most powerful. You know, he's the most powerful. And you start backing back down to, to you know, Batman and Flash and Wonder Woman. The, those kind of in there on the DC side for sure.
0: Yeah. For those who don't know, a little trivia. So Superman was created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Shuster they were Jewish immigrants. I I actually didn't know this. And um, they had a lot of feelings about being outsiders in a predominantly Protestant society where they were living in. And um, they kind of saw the idea of Clark Kent Superman as this um, immigrant who's passing as a mild-mannered intellectual um, but has the strength of steel underneath. And, And so I just thought that that was really interesting in terms of you know, the background of, of what led to the creation of Superman and how it was this, you know, really interesting, um, you know, sort of Jewish hero type story, which if you read the, very, very the Moses old Testament, be, and, yeah, very Moses, Moses they, yeah. They,
1: they, they're, they're, they're going to be destroyed. They put the baby into the, I mean, this into is the Moses capsule, in the capsule yeah. that's drawn by another family raised by those. Uh, so you know, yeah, the, the
0: old Testament talks about this, the, the Messiah, the Jewish Messiah and, and what that, you know, entails and, and, you know, maybe, You know, Superman is that. So, um, and we'll get into some of the themes, but there's a lot of themes there um, that that have come out in some of the the movies and stuff like that. But let's let's dive into some other other topics. You know, Adam, we talked about you know kind of the first time we saw Superman. You know, let me ask you this one question. This is somewhat compelling to me to find out what is something you don't like about Superman. Like, you know, I can find things about other characters that I don't like. What don't you like about Superman?
1: So uh, when you say Superman, are you, you're not talking, you're just talking about like the, the amalgamation of the character in general as, as I see him, right. You're not talking about like somebody's specific one, right?
0: Yeah. Not, would, a, not Brandon I mean, Roose Superman over, over Henry Cavill's or, or Christopher Reese, but just the, the character of Superman in general.
1: Yeah. So in, in the 1950s, sixties, Superman, he was so powerful like that he would sneeze or he could, he could blow out a sun, Right. Mm -hmm. So he was so powerful. Everything had to be, if any conflict was going to get him, it was always going to be emotional or how he, how he deals with that sort of stuff. So um, I don't know that we ever saw or have seen a hyper, hyper powered superman. In live action, we've seen. You know, I, I don't think that we can. W- with us talking about a movie, I don't know that we can. You have to kind of separate animated from uh, uh, from live action. From Are you what talking we've seen
0: hyperpowered, to, like he just punches his way through the problem,
1: right? Like he's so he's so powerful that that he needs to think of other things. You know that. So he's so strong. I mean, like we've never seen him. like even even like we'll do Henry Cavill when he's up on the the platform and the and it falls. He's struggling to hold it. He's still not the strong. He's not the strongest person in the world. Now the Snyder one when he when he fought Steppenwolf, obviously he was superpower. He was he was powered, but he's not as strong as he has been. I don't think we've ever seen on screen the 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 comic version of how strong Superman is. And Christian, you're as strong as you need to be written. Right from 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 the writer, so I don't know. I kind of I, I hate that we've not seen that. Now you know, I think there was the time when he fought in the animated series. He fought. Um, um, I want to. I can't remember what his name is. I, I want to call him uh, Doom, but he's not Doom. He's the Susie Omega Base. race. help me out. I'm.
0: I'm oh, Dark Side.
1: There dark side. Um, yeah. he fights dark side. He's like, I never have to hold back. I mean, now I don't have to hold back. He still has to hold back cause he's on earth. If he punches a guy so hard, he goes through the planet and destroys earth and he's still holding back. But he does, he, he is that strong. He could just, he could literally bore through the planet and, and explode a planet if he wanted to. And we've not seen it. Even when he fought doomsday, doomsday was the other one I was trying to think of. Um, mm-hmm. you know, you never, it, it, to me, even doomsday was a ridiculous story. Like uh, and, and, I understood what was behind it, the, the backstory of it, but there was, there's nobody who can physically beat him. So the, and then they, that kind of makes you force you onto his relationship with Lois and his, his relationship with people and being afraid of, um, you know, walking on eggshells all the time. I mean, you imagine if you're sleep, imagine he's sleeping with Lois and not, not like the act of they're just in the bed together and he rolls over in his sleep. He has to be conscious not to move so fast while he's sleeping that he doesn't split her in half just by rolling over. Uh, but you, you never really hear any of that—that that, that part of it. And I, to me, that's more of an interesting thing with him than uh, you know. He gets into fistfight with Brainiac or uh, you know the parasite because I mean he's eventually going to be able to punch his way out. Somehow. And he's Mm -hmm. smart. He's he's smarter. He's he's, you know, in the top intellect of any of 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 any in the universe. I mean, he's as smart as Batman and Lex Luthor because he's he has an alien brain, but you just don't see that part of it. So I I think we I think we're missing out. And that's something that that could be almost he he is a god. Right. Among mortals. And you don't see him doing those things. So, I mean, I (laughs) I, I think that's that's I, I think we have I hate that we've not ever seen a super powered. Superman. We've seen a super ish man, but not a superman. Like, who can, I mean, if you can fly into space and, and hold your breath that long, I mean, all that stuff, and then you're going to be down here and he's struggling to stop a car or catch a car fast enough to stop a bank robber, it would almost be old hat with him. And he could, he literally could fly around all day and save everybody because he's fast enough and save virtually everybody. He just does, he chooses not to do it, which. There might be a story in there as well. He he chooses who lives and dies just because he's not. He doesn't get physically tired. He just kind of gets bored with it. Maybe I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think the thing about Superman, you're hitting on 100% the thing that I hate, and it's the fact that he's Superman. I mean, because like I think there's the trick that every writer out there wants to write so much humanity into him, and and have that story. He's where not. he he does fail, where he does have foibles and flaws and things like that, Kryptonite. <laughs> but they forget that he is Superman and that he can do anything that you could think possible. He could do it, and I struggle with that too because, like, if I was a writer, I would not want to touch Superman with a ten foot pole. Like, if I'm in Hollywood and they're like giving me any project, whatever, uh, you know, I'd want any superhero other than Superman because. It's such a dichotomy and such a balance that you have to write that it you you couldn't make it work on screen. You hit the nail on the head earlier. It's like you tell the version of Superman that you want to tell for the story that you want to tell. And it seems like a lot of the ones that we see um, are more focused on you know some kind of personal human thing that he's going through um, versus – getting to see that fully fleshed out Superman. And honestly, like I get stuck on this with Batman too. I mean, we, we, you and I've had side conversations about how the, the whole detective idea of Bruce Wayne. Never, never you know, been, being, yeah,
1: never been done. That don't even, really don't hasn't.
0: Yeah, don't, don't get me started.
1: So, don't. Get, and matter of fact, I have a I have a thing on here. I wrote I wrote uh, tangent time, um, which is something. If we if we have a lull that we're going to talk about something, and it and 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 spoiler, it's it's Batman. But uh, yeah, yeah, that we've never had we've never had a live action, except for one. And this is going to this is what people are going to remember from this podcast is we've never had the great detective in live action except with Adam West. He's the only one who has the brain. I mean, it's a campy show. I get it, but but you know, uh, uh, you know, we've got we've got a. Uh, um. When, when, when in the latest, and this gets me aggravated in the latest Superman Returns. I feel like, I feel like I just
0: set I set Adam off here, folks.
1: In the, yeah. in the last, in the last super, in the Superman Returns, uh, not Superman Returns in the, uh, the, 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 the second Batman movie, I guess, Batman versus Superman, uh, Batman discovers all the other, um, you know, he, he finds on Lex, he, he finds yeah. out about Aquaman. He finds out he already from Lex Luthor. He would, he already would have already known all that. That that's. That's what mm. I that, that aggravated that aggravated me. He's not the great detective ever, you know. Christian Bale. Oh, <laughs> where are you? Uh, always, he's a,
0: always a step behind everybody. I mean, the Joker had yeah. everybody outsmarted. Yeah, yeah. the
1: Joker smarter, mm-hmm. uh, and Batman is probably the number three intellect in the world. And you well, know, but, but, the but good Superman. news is
0: the good news is we're not here to talk about Batman. But <laughs> if we have some time, we'll we'll jump into that. But. Um, yeah. but Yeah, so we mentioned earlier, you know, this is the best time in the world to be talking about Superman. And there's been a plethora of news over the Halloween and holiday break um, of last year surrounding Superman. So to catch a lot of people up, maybe if you haven't been following, um, the latest news surrounding Man of Steel is that James Gunn, the newly appointed co-CEO of DC Studios, has announced that he's going to be writing the next Superman movie. So... First and foremost, I'm going to stop right there. When has the CEO of a studio written a movie? I, I just think that that's really fascinating to me, and we we'll dive into that in a little bit. But I just wanted to point that out that like Kevin Feige, the the godfather of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like he's not over there writing like comic book movies. So. Um, I mean, maybe he's. I mean, he's probably I, I, like giving notes and stuff, like any executive producer would do, and any CEO. But he's not physically sitting at a computer like writing screenplays. And maybe Gunn, that's just his bread and butter. Um, I think.
1: I think what they yeah. did was they offered Gunn the job of, of 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 helming it, like Feige, and he goes, "I want a better title." Yeah, I, want be, that's true. I want to be, I mean, I want to be cozy. I mean, I'm he's,
0: sure it comes down to that. Yeah. Cause he's got Peter Safran as the co-CEO who's kind of doing more of the business stuff. I, I, like there's
1: no and, way. I can't see James yeah. Gunn in a business meeting, uh, talking about EBITDA and ROI on, uh, you know, on the, on the plushy on, on the, uh, on, 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 on stuff like this. It's like, uh, oh, are we going to have a meeting on this or what, what's the, what's the return on this right here? You know? Um, mm-hmm. but, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see that happening. So,
0: well, according according to insiders, Gunn <laughs> has been working on the project for some time, and the script that he's focusing on is going to be around the early days of Superman's career as a cub reporter in the city of Metropolis. Oh, man, we, we've and, not we've not seen any
1: of that. Wow, I oh, no, we've that, never that, that's seen a, that. A, that's, a, that's a brand new, fresh take on on <laughs> Superman. Literally, every single movie has been that
0: way. One of the more fascinating things about this whole story, though, is that. Um, At least the last update in Variety uh, is that this new project from James Gunn hasn't replaced what was previously announced as a J.J. Abrams, uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates Superman concept, which is also still in active development. And that project is rumored – I'm going to emphasize rumored uh, because we're not a news outlet. We don't report news. We just – You know, talk about what's already out there. Um, Fake news is rumored to be focused on the Earth Two comics version of Superman, which is Val Zod. Um, So you've got these two Superman uh, projects that are in development at DC Studios, Um, and it's just interesting. You know, this is a franchise that has a long and storied history. Um, You have the most recent versions that you know of my lifetime: Superman Returns and Man of Steel. Uh, just some some quick trivia for for our audience. Those did not live up to the quote Superman out you know expectations. Um, I'm going to throw some numbers. Aquaman had 1.15 billion dollars. Joker 1.7 billion dollars. In fact, compared to Marvel's MCU, which those movies have generated a total of 7.1 billion worldwide. Each one of those movies averages around seven hundred sixteen million. Those movies, Superman Returns and Man of Steel, did not even hit that average of seven hundred sixteen million. So, why is it a a character that we just talked about in the open uh, that has this legacy, that has this um, this sort of iconic? This is my first foray into superheroes. This is what I grew up with. This is what I know. It has the it has the history. All of this life can't do well when it comes to the financial side of a of a of a movie in today's well, world. And I, I just I find that very fascinating. And uh, what, what's your take on that?
1: I have a pretty good idea. This is what I made fun of when you started talking about it. They've they've not told any new stories at all. I mean, we got. Him crashing, uh, the Kent's taking him in, him struggling as a child to understand um, who he is, uh, accepting who he is, and then uh, going into the city, uh, becoming a, a, a young reporter, and then becoming there. We've not seen nothing that we've seen. And this kind of gets into what I uh, I have two partial pitches to talk about later, but I'm kind of. I, I've kinda done with it. I don't I don't need to see Peter Parker get bit by the spider and they didn't do that, right? Yeah. They did not do that because everyone knew everyone knows this story already. You can't do anything new with this story, right? So why go see a movie about a guy who's going to that you know everything there is to know about him and they're not gonna tell you anything new, right? Now I don't necessarily um and, and I, I don't I I don't really have any real interest in the earth Two Superman at all. I don't, I don't like JJ Abrams. I just like to get that on camera. I don't, I, I I did not like anything he's ever done. I like the first season of lost and it's debatable how much he was actually involved with that. But I, I I don't like what he did with star Trek. I don't like what he did with star Wars. I don't like, um, I just, I don't like anything about him. And I think, um, I think James Gunn is going to be the new JJ Abrams with the DC franchise, I think that if if they don't for
0: all you J.J. Abrams fans out there, we'll be happy to put Adam's email address in the (laughs) you know uh, in the podcast channel so that you can email death threats and yeah
1: you can just leave you can just leave the comments below if if, if, if (laughs) this is on YouTube. So, but yeah, I I don't. I think that I think James. I like James Gunn. I like what he's done. I like a lot of what he's done. I like the Guardians of the Galaxy. I thought Guardians of the Galaxy was going to be the biggest failure in history. I was so wrong about it. We talked about this in the past. Uh, the, the what the Guardians of the Galaxy was is what the Green Lantern movie should have been. He should be in charge of Green Lantern, making space, uh, you know, uh, uh, space cops in space. You know that that's what they are. You know, basically Guardians of the. Galaxy. If he'd have made Guardians of the Ga- uh, Green the Green Lantern movie with guard like in that same mold, I think it would have made a, a truckload of money. But these guys who take a a classic superhero and then they're going to do these weird things with him I, I just I I, I I mean what is he going to do he's going to be a kid again we're going to see him land we're going to see him rocking and crying in the um, in the bathroom because he has x-ray vision and he can't he doesn't well, understand I don't want to see
0: on. the whole I'm trying to earn Lois's affection story like if that's going to be a huge part of and, and you know, what and you know you, the
1: character you, like you know she she's going to be super arrogant and he's going to be yeah. and she's going to and this woman who is a a uh, a, a New Yorker or whatever whatever you think the city is, uh, si- big city girl, and this hayseed who is going to come up and be clumsy and bumbling, and she's going to somehow fall in love with him. This is like. It just, I mean, it's hard. I, I, I find it easier to believe that this guy came from a different planet and can fly than she falling in love with him by him wearing her down by being a bumbling idiot, and then then he's been lying to her the whole time, and he goes, "No, I'm the guy that you're really crushing on. I'm both the things. I'm, I'm, I'm both the things you like." What makes me nervous
0: about a James Gunn Superman movie is you think about the movies that James Gunn has done, right? So you think about the Scooby Doo movies, you think about his independent film Super, you think about. Out, guardians of the galaxy franchise the peacemaker series on hbo max you think about the latest suicide squad film the the common the commonality around all work. of those movies is you have offbeat characters you have uh, the ability to throw in crazy cool soundtracks you, you the stakes aren't high in terms of expectations like nobody expected a tree and a talking raccoon to make it on screen in in a and, cosmic and setting and it and it worked Right. And, there's some, and, and
1: there's an irreverence in there that is good for what he's got. Nobody nobody had an opinion about the Guardians of the Galaxy because yeah. because the number of people who knew – it's the same number of people who want the ROM the Space Knight movie, which I want to ROM the Space Knight movie, with they can't do because it's it's all tied – and you, you probably don't even know who ROM is. Um, they, they're all tied up with uh, uh, copyright issues like that. Nobody knew, so you could do anything you want to do with it. But if you yeah. have an established character that you're going to sit there and you're going to – try to destroy or break down and have some bring something fresh and new you're just not going to be able to i think you need to focus later on if you're going to try to do something
0: well and here's the other thing james gunn came into the mcu when it had already been established right guardians i i think the first guardians movie was what like the seventh or eighth movie maybe the 10th yeah Um, deep deep into it deep in there so you already had this sort of build up to that and it was a way to expand the MCU into the cosmic realm and, and things like that so that they could get to the Avengers, you know, Affinity War and in-game storylines. So, and but, and so now Gunn, he's now the CEO of DC. Well, he's uh, you, trying you, to build a, a universe and you, you want said to build something a there. universe let's, around Superman.
1: Right. you said something there. Let's 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 talk let's take a little break here. Uh you know, Marvel was trucking along, right? And then they, mm-hmm. they had to kind of horse you in The Galaxy, the Guardian of the Galaxy movies, right? They kind of had to go in there. Do you remember the interactions between those characters and the earthly characters? They were always, (laughs) excuse me, very awkward, but not like it was written awkward. It just felt awkward, like it was not, like it, it didn't. It didn't go like, you know, the time passed and they're all kind of standing around and, you know, rockets that remember they their rockets in, in, in space or someplace. And then, you know, they're talking to Carol Danvers and they're talking to, you know, Wakanda, all that stuff did not feel natural and did not feel normal it felt very odd and you know you could say that's how it was shot or what you no, it just didn't feel good so trying to shoehorn those in together i think that you could probably trace that's when the decline of marvel started happening to me like yeah you get that's
0: that. a that's another podcast but we can talk about that i think <laughs> fa- saying, but, phase but, but, four and five and everything that's coming up it's been very interesting time for marvel but it was that to, it was it was
1: bringing yeah. james gunn's influence into into it that didn't work and then now he's going to be in charge it's the exact same thing he's taken over but he's taken over the one of the root balls of disney and uh, you know a, a flourishing thing and he's just going to Sounds like he's gonna whack it down and start his own thing. So you know I didn't mean
0: to pass yeah, on that. I, I, to give James Gunn credit, he he did they allowed him to be James Gunn, right? And Guardians was a huge success financially, critically, audiences loved it. People like my dad, who knew nothing about Guardians, was like it's one of his favorites. Um so and it my, it had everything too. for my, everyone, right? It had yeah, humor. My girls like it too. <laughs> yeah, it had humor, it had that seventies sort of Star Wars, you know, space movie vibe. It had had all of those things you'd love, and it was a blockbuster film, and that's, you know, why we go to movies. You know, I, I heard on a podcast recently, actually, I actually think it was our friend Justin Vactor's podcast, where it, one of his which uh, one? guests was... Which, which, was to, which one? I, I don't remember which one, but it was, it was, you know, they were talking about how, uh, you know... I don't go to movies sometimes to get Shakespeare. I just want to be entertained for two hours, and and that's the thing about those those MCU movies is say what you want about them, they're not they're always perfect, fan. but they're they are free. exactly what you need. Two and a half hours of solid yeah. gold entertainment, and you have a lot of fun with them, and they deliver. Um, and
1: except so, for in, except for Endgame, everybody walked out of Endgame going, <laughs> "What what just happened?"
0: <laughs> what? I, I what, remember walking out of Endgame thinking, "What the heck are they going to do next?" Like, how how do you how do you how do you come off of this? And I think I they've been trying to answer like, that question. Yeah. My,
1: my daughters are like, that was it. I was like, yeah, they're done. That's into the, the movie. And they're like, what, what are we doing? And I felt like that. I felt like that when Spock died, spoiler, uh, in, uh, Khan. It, it was like, uh-huh. the, if it, it, the franchise is over, but you know, yeah, as it's always. done.
0: Spock's gone. What are we going to do? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. One of the, one of the things to wrap up the, the talk about James Gunn though, that he allowed to happen was Tycho, W- Waititi to happen because you think about without Guardians, you don't have Tyke's you know, approach to Thor and Ragnarok, which was hugely successful. However, Why? you go and watch Love and Thunder and it was terrible. Uh, uh, it, and, and it's like trying to recreate the same kind of uh, lightning in a bottle and it just did not. It fell flat. Yeah.
1: So. Trying to be kooky for kooky sake, and then you get crazier. And don't think those two guys aren't buddies. And he's not going to be doing like the uh, Aquaman movie or the. So he's going. They're going to give him something. Yeah, I'm assuming be-
0: Watiti's probably on the on the list of future director of some of one of these DC properties. And and we all know Taika worldwide. was actually in Green Lantern with Ryan Reynolds, so he has history with the. Uh, with the characters and the franchises and stuff. Hey, give, give Tyka green lantern. Maybe, maybe that's the right one. That would be not interesting. Be green Lantern.
1: Yeah. Like, but like, you know, poor flash that, that is a, that is a movie that has been dying to be made that, that, that is, that could be 10 podcasts, um, yeah. on there as well. But
0: that said though, I, not to get completely off topic as it relates to the DCU, but like all the stuff that went on with Snyder, Josh Sweden. um, you know, the hiring and firing of tons of DC executives over the years, Jeff Johns, all that. And we're not going to get into all that news. If you, you everybody has Google, uh, you can go and Google all that and, and Wikipedia, all that and get caught up. But like, you know, it, it was very clear that somebody at Warner brothers decided, Hey, we need to forge a new path. And this is the guy that has the ability to do that. This is a guy that wants to do it. Um, and so, uh, you know, good luck to James uh and and everything he's got in store. It's gonna be really interesting to follow the news cycle uh, as this evolves uh here in the first quarter of 2023. But like um, you know, he's made it very clear Superman is going to be an integral part of the DCU um, you know, and their plans for over the next three years. So, you know, drowning us American. back.
1: He's the new huh? Captain America. He's the new Captain America for the Avengers. So.
0: Yeah, you know. So, uh, you know, I'm not ready to get back into our, into the pitch segment yet. We're getting there, people. We know we know this is why you tuned in, and we're 30 minutes into this thing, and we haven't we haven't gotten into the into the meat, um, but we really just wanted to set this up for you guys. So, as we're as we're dissecting the uh, the Superman franchise and stuff, Adam, I I'm curious out of all the movies, there's been 13 films since 1948 that have been done around Superman that's not counting uh, the TV shows, Smallville, Lois and Superman. That's not counting any of the animated stuff, just talking theatrical films for you. What is, which one is the most rewatchable for you? That's
1: a good question. I, I would, I would say um, that, I mean, it's obviously the first one. If the first one is on, and when I say the first one, the Christopher Reeves, the Donner film, and and those movies, the they shot the first and second movie all at one time. A lot of people don't know that. It, I think it had two directors but, or three to yeah, five directors. Uh, Richard there, there's, there's a whole.
0: actually got credit on Superman 2 because but, Donner yeah, yeah. I think just quit. walked out but, or
1: quit. But they basically there. shot those movies uh, one after the other. The Salkins did it. And so it's really one four, five-hour movie um, if you want yeah. to get it. So that, if that movie's on and it's playing, I stop and watch it every single time. I mean, there's no, do you, there's have no like a, do you have
0: a favorite scene or any, or maybe a couple of favorite scenes that you like from, from those?
1: Um, well, I mean, you know, when he's sitting there and, uh, the helicopter falls off and he flies up mm-hmm. to catch that right there. I remember that. I, I remember that scene from being a kid and, and, you know, he's like, he goes, I've got you, she, you got me, who's got you. And he flies up and then, and then when he lays down on the tracks, which is, is the most ridiculous seen ever when the when after the after the earthquake and he lays down he puts his hand down and the train goes over the top of him uh i mean it's just you know that's those are those are literally scenes that i remember when i was a kid i, I have
0: 3 from from the falcon superman uh films so the first one for me, I, I highlighted it earlier was the Niagara Falls scene. I, I just love that scene. Like the stupid kid, he's he's sitting there. First off, where are his parents? Like, what hey, you,
1: hey what, that's that's what it was like when I was growing up. You you, it, you That's how they were thinning the herd. There was the good, there was no news report if that kid fell down and died. The parents were just like the, the people walked over and they were like, you know what? Uh, do better with your next kid. They they probably didn't even serve time if they had, that, that kid had died. But that's the
0: seventies yeah. for you. Well, he's just playing playing around the water, going on the other side of the, the the post and stuff like that. Just wild, and obviously falls off, and then and then Clark has to turn into Superman and go get him and and saves the kid and all that. Um, my my absolute favorite scene from this era of Superman on screen is when he finds the Fortress of Solitude. And I, I really want to encourage people. Uh, you go get create? HBO Max for a month? Go cre- stream this. You mean,
1: you mean creates when he throws? Yeah, it? Yeah,
0: well, creates it. He's got the he's got the crystal, and, which and is just, green,
1: which looks like green kryptonite, which they never really talk about. But it's that, basically. That is true. But,
0: but the scale of that, right? Like you think about the scale that was shot in 1978, right? Just the the Arctic scale of all that. Just how, and just the effects to show the creation of the Fortress of Solitude. You have Marlon Brando's big floating head. I mean, just all of that was just. I mean, what an amazing thing in that period of time of movies. I mean, not to get off on a cinematic, cinematic, make movie making tangent, but like Star Wars, Superman, Jaws, E.T. Jurassic Indiana, Park Terminator two, uh, Indiana,
1: Indiana, Jones.
0: Indiana Jones, I mean, these all movies, you know, are kind of part of this like succession of each other, just film nerds, just pushing the envelope on what they could do. And, uh, here we are. Um, so yeah, I, th- I feel like that's just one of those really iconic cinematic moments. And then I think the third one is, you know, me, man, I'm a character guy that, that scene where Lois is interviewing Superman. I just love that scene. Um, She's, you know, first off, she's smoking a cigarette, (laughs) which you don't see a lot in movies anymore, uh, if at all. Um, So, yeah, just a great, great uh, stuff from the original Superman films.
1: The most rewatchable for me. Wait, wait, what color? When he goes, she she said, What color is mine to wear? Do you remember what color he says?
0: I don't remember now. What does he He say? Pink. He goes, Pink.
1: Pink. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) She she goes over. So. Yeah. I remember, I think I was, the, when I was older watching, I was like,
0: Oh yeah. 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 Hey. And, and that was when Margot Kidder, like she was, she was a Fox back then. I mean, yeah, she, she was up she there.
1: Did not, she did not age well, but she definitely was uh, back then she was uh
0: yeah. And no, should, we, won't, we won't, we're not going to start rating women on this podcast. It's not what our job is and nor should <laughs> we. Um, but that said, you know, my, my, I think my most rewatchable of the franchise is definitely that same era um, I do like Superman Returns. I'm one of those people that falls into that camp. Um, well, I mean,
1: it, it's basically, it's basically the, he shot it like like Donner. He it was a love letter it's supposed to Donner. To and
0: ignore he, he said, the third and fourth of those of right. that series and pick it's up after yep. the events of Superman Two. So yeah, it's um, you know, and, I think I and, thought Brandon and, Ruth did a, an honorable job he, trying to he, trying to impersonate looked, Christopher Reeve. He
1: yeah. looked like he looked like. uh Christopher Reeve and Superman. I mean, he he yeah. had the look, one hundred percent. You know, had the curly hair, I had mean, the I mean,
0: voice. He had the yeah. look. Um, yeah. I, I think yeah. the downfall of that movie was uh, Kate Bosworth Lois, and yeah. rating, rating um, I think again, Brian yeah. Singer, who uh, is also Jewish, understood the Jewish um, sort of immigrant. Uh, themes that the original creators were trying to do, and, and that movie very much was Clark feeling like an outsider in a human world and stuff like well, that. But
1: and I, I would say that the plane scene is probably uh, if that is on if if I was gonna if I was gonna watch scene. It, yeah without, when he's sitting there and he goes to stop it and the plane starts to buckle because of just you know f- some physics in there and he sets it down and when he he comes on the plane and he starts talking. And uh, he's like, you know, uh, statistically, flying is the safest one. And then the the girl from Virgins over there going, yeah, the marketing person. You're a marketing person. That's I was like, that's 100% a marketing thing. Yeah, see, it's still safe for us to fly. I did not th- I did not think Lois fainting was in character. Once again, I think Bosworth was. Yeah, she was right. she
0: was the worst part about that movie. Yeah. Uh, the fact that Superman had a son. Spoiler alert: If you haven't seen it, that was. And,
1: and I didn't have a problem with him having a son. I, I really didn't. I, I just. Well, think, I, I, I don't.
0: I just didn't like how they handled it. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I thought it was, like was kind of silly. I, yeah,
1: yeah, I thought it was. I mean, in the, as soon as he gets his power, he commits murder. So Singer
0: um, again, like going back to where we were at the beginning of the show, he made a conscious decision to really focus more on the humanity side of Clark Kent and right. Superman and. The, his relationships he he did not want to go to the punch your way through something and that's why the action in that movie was limited and honestly that's what Snyder was really um uh not Snyder uh singer brian singer was was critically panned for but if you go look at rotten tomatoes actually that movie has more critical acclaim than the most recent uh, man of steel if, however if, the audience score is lower on if you if you Superman ask Returns the man of steel
1: if you ask somebody what their favorite scene is, you know, the the bullet to the eye, I remember that Oh, hundred percent. I, mean, I mean that that, it,
0: that whole it, that robbery was, scene is so great.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. So but I, mean, it, but it, I also it,
0: think the, the Lex Luthor land owning scheme, uh, you know, just wanting to have an it's island. The exact
1: same think, thing again.
0: Yeah, it was like yeah. do something a little different. And and honestly, I think that's one of my most critical areas of, of the original Superman movies is they kind of approached Lex Luthor as this Criminal, you know, he's a criminal mastermind. He's smarter than everybody, but he's he's not rich. He's not a billionaire. He's kind of you know flying by on his charm. Um, he he's a typical just yeah. I, you know, I, would, I goofy I would criminal. The,
1: um, I, would, I would definitely say in the first first film, first film that um, the Lex Luthor was not uh, up to par
0: with. what- I don't think any of the Lex Luthor. I didn't even like Jesse, whatever his name is from the he, main. He's, he's by far Batman. the
1: worst. By far the worst. Eisen, Eisen, what's his yes, name? Jesse yes, yes, yes. Eisenberg yeah, or something he was, like that? He was yeah. Working, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. The, uh, he who sh- shall not be named in uh, Superman Returns. I think he did a good job of being Lex Luthor. Uh, you know, he's he's basically in exile, so you can't talk about him. Um, but,
0: I honestly still think the best Lex Luthor, and I promised I wasn't going to go into TV, Michael Rosenbaum. Uh, 100%. I thought he was really good. Much later in the series, early on, uh, you know, he was finding how, his way. How, Inter- how interesting, interesting, fun fact, real quick about Rosenbaum: he's a James he- Gunn guy. Uh, he, him, and James Gunn are really good friends. He, he's played a couple of uh, characters in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I've seen chatter online of people who who are campaigning to. To have Gun ride him as as Lex Luthor in the upcoming Superman, I don't think that's going to happen. But how, cre- how um,
1: creepy was it that this twenty seven year old kid was hanging out with these sixteen year old and fifteen year olds from in, in Smallville, talking about how they're going to have a friendship that's going to be of that, legend? I that, I just yeah, I, is, he was. It's he was very gone. weird
0: that whole. Yeah. Th- there's a yeah. lot of lot of issues you could take with Smallville, but it was the two thousands. Everything was weird. They had a thirty-five-year-old playing an eighteen-year-old. That was kind of what they were doing in TV back then. So, um, you know, uh, as long as he looked like an Abercrombie model, I guess it made it okay. So, um, yeah, we're not going to go into Smallville, but uh, yeah, I'll say
1: this on Smallville, probably the best Clark, um, hundred percent that, that, that was ever yeah. that was ever done. He 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 totally encapsulated Clark as a as a as a quote unquote,
0: teenager. any, any uh, call outs from the, the Zack Snyder era of Superman, anything that you liked or maybe disliked or. I, I liked Henry
1: uh, Cavill. I, th- I think he looked at the part. He was very fit, but he was never strong. He was never that strong. He, um, I think, I think, uh, and like, so this is, we should probably put there's heavy spoilers on this. I think when he, when he let his dad die. I did not um, like that at all. Not a fan. I did I didn't either, but I got it. But it you know, there was a lot of heart in there in that, you
0: know, and um why are you the know. why are these storytellers wanting to kill off Jonathan Kent? Because in the comic books he's, he's still a alive.
1: Uh, he's died off a couple of times on some, on some different storylines, but no, I, I get it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess it's, this is what makes him leave the farm and go out. I mean, true. When his mom needs the most help, he, he goes and leaves, but I mean, he could literally fly home every night and do the, and do whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think that scene where he, where he, his dad just looks back and says, no, you know, I'm going to die for this, you know, uh, and, and do it. And cause he didn't want to give his son away. I think that's probably the the most memorable of the scenes in there, you know, and, and any of the stuff like when he was, you know, they kind of did a what's remake. The, what's
0: the theme there? Was it, was it his dad trying to explain, you can't save everybody and I'm teaching you this no, and sacrificing no, I, myself, or is this more, um, protect yourself, I'm just and, protecting you? And yeah, you
1: know, I want, yeah, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want you to have to, uh, have to, you know, everyone to know who you are, keep your secret, a secret, you know, that it's gotta be that. Cause I, I, I don't, I mean he, he knows his son could have saved him he, he, actually he he may not have known there might have been a, I mean he knew his son was special but he probably didn't know that his son could withstand a tornado and fly away from it he probably is not I, we don't know we didn't see everything so there's a there's a good possibility that he thought he might actually get hurt but i think it was more about son this is you know if you do this everybody's going to know who you are. You're not going to have a life. And he loved his son. You know that, I mean, that's the, that's one of the big things is, you know, that he loved him. Uh, it was very much self-sacrifice. So, you know,
0: my, my favorite scene in the Snyder verse, um, was Martha. No, I, I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. I'm kidding. It's not, not Martha. <laughs> um, I thought fighting Batman was cool. Um, not I sure mean, it deserved a two hour and, 75 minute movie or whatever, how long it was. Um, I
1: love Batman. And I think he could probably do it, but I don't think that that was the way he would have done it because mm-hmm. Superman could literally be in orbit and laser. I mean, laser eyes him into nothing instantly. So the fact that they had to get to a fist fight, I thought it was cool when the kryptonite started getting them and he was like, boom, you know, but I just, uh, it, it was so unrealistic. That, I mean, that was, it was. It All was, right. So
0: cool. the killing of Zod, are you on the I liked it or I, I hated hate it? I hated yeah. it.
1: It was the worst part of the movie. Why? Why? It's, you know, people die by accident and by, you know, other things. But for him to sit there, I mean, you have the phantom zone, you have the ability to do that. But to sit there and break his neck and do it was so out of character that it, it just it didn't make any sense it was it was and i'm not i mean you know, everybody's like P- put snyder in charge because one i don't like ever how everything's so dark and all the movies it's like watch trying to watch one of the, an early transformer film when you can't tell anybody apart but it's just not um yeah i, I very much out of character and it, it it pretty much ruined the movie and the franchise for me when he killed him Cause it's never really, he's not, he doesn't have any guilt on it later. He doesn't, you don't see him sad about it. He's just like, I killed him. And if he can kill him, if he can kill Zod, why not just go through and kill every single person on the
0: planet who's doing whatever, you know? So, all right, everybody, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to jump into our pitches. We appreciate you guys hanging on. We know this is a, an exciting topic, lots to talk Mm -hmm. about, lots to dive into. So we'll see you here in a second. And we're back, Adam. We we have I think we've exhausted the conversation around the Superman franchise, uh, you know, nitpicks, you know, things we love, things we hate, all those kind of things. So here we are. We're going to dive into the meat of the segment here. Now, for future podcasts, I want the audience to know that, you know, a, a lot of the ways we're going to approach this for future episodes is uh, – it almost will be kind of like a contest. Somebody you have to come in prepared, remake, spin-off, and sequel, but um and we'll choose which one we're we'll talk about and, and which one wins uh this sort of conversation. We want you guys to decide. But um for today, since we already know that Superman is in remake mode, we're really gonna focus today's pitches on how Adam or I would um approach a remake. So spin-offs, sequels, uh, all of those things are off the table, but they won't be for other uh, future episodes of the Pitch Podcast. So, just wanted to to mention that. Um, and I can go first, or you can go first, Adam. What do you want to do? Flip a um, coin, or you you can go first because
1: well, mine are pretty simple. I, I have no. two pretty basic ideas, and I'm sure you've got 27 paragraphs of what you want to do. And I'll I'll spend most of my time destroying full, just, full just destroying. Destroy what you're saying, but, and then we can kind of talk about my, my, what, what you have will be, I'll, mine will be more of my response of what it should be as, as opposed to what you're thinking. So I'll yeah, make it okay. what you say better.
0: I will, I'll kick it off then. So yes, we established earlier. Gunn seems to think that a, you know, young Clark Kent Superman starting out Metropolis encountering Lois Lane is the way to go. I, I disagree with that so I'm going to approach this from hey James if you're listening this is what you should be doing and I'm gonna start with I like the idea of an established Superman already connected with the Justice League all of those things exist we live in a world where we're not building up to superheroes existing they exist they're around people it, it you know because that's really from an audience perspective the world we live in today we are so I would use the word desensitized, oversaturated, as it relates to superhero content and things like that. So why not create a movie that sort of comments on that kind of thing? So it picks up Superman. He's in Metropolis. He's married to Lois Lane. Um, he's uh, you know doing his Clark Kent thing on the side with the with the Daily Planet. Um, he's got a relationship with Bruce Wayne. All of that kind of stuff. And then from there, from a world building perspective, James Gunn, you could go and then tell off those individual stories about what Batman's doing in Gotham, what Green Lantern's doing up in space, what Mar- Martian Manhunter's doing, what Wonder Woman's doing, all that kind of stuff. But you know, the setting for me is I want an established Justice League in the world of DC. And so in my film, it sort of picks up right in that mode. And then I like the idea. There's a comic book by Tom King uh, that came out in 2019. So I'm going to segue here for a second. I'm not trying to, I'm not being paid to market this or anything, but Tom King's Superman up in the sky is a, uh, a six issue comic book mini series that was published by DC comics in 2019. It follows the story of Superman as he travels to different parts of the universe in search of a kidnapped young girl named Alice And along the way, he encounters various alien civilizations and confronts a number of powerful adversaries, including the immortal supervillain Vandal Savage. Um, He comes across Darkseid. He comes across a lot of these other aliens. And as he goes through his journey, he has to grapple with questions about his future and the nature of heroism and the value of life, ultimately learning some difficult truths about himself and the universe he inhabits. So I'm not suggesting that you adapt that thing from the ground up. That would be cool and that seems very James Gunny. I could see him doing like a full-on cosmic Superman story. Um, I would go see that. But I like the idea that Superman is conflicted enough to focus his entire effort of a story to save one person versus many people. Um, It's an interesting theme to me that they could explore – um, I like too the idea of trials, you know, it's sort of the, if anybody's, you know, grew up studying Greek mythology and stuff, you know, the, the trials of Hercules and stuff That's very much what, what this comic book was sort of written around. Um, but I, I like the idea of, you know, look up in the sky and there's Superman and that he is this revered, you know, sort of character. That's what I would center my plot on, but I, I wouldn't have this cosmic thing. I think what I would well. do. Go ahead. You, this well, is a
1: conversation. So, you know, I got to say, but uh, I don't know that you can start fresh with the uh, heroes already established. Well, I think I think you, you kind of see it, it, this is this is going to be um, uh, you, you, remember the internals movie. Remember, they, mm-hmm. they they kind of they kind of tried to do that. Of course, these are all a bunch of unknowns that nobody knew. Right. All the names sounded familiar because they're people from history, basically. But you had a, a group of people and then they had the Eternals and then they were going to spin off and everybody was going to have their individual movie afterwards. Right. Where I don't think that, I think that won't work. Now, you have a lot of history here. You can have a Aquaman show up, a Wonder Woman and a Flash and a Batman show up in the, and, and maybe do it. Maybe there's a, a more of a history. I just don't see that working now. Well, from, I, from that, I point guess of my view. thing
0: is, I don't want to see another Phase One MCU approach where it's like, okay, I'm going to build up to this team up movie. <laughs> I, I didn't like think, that I with think, the th- Snyderverse where it was like, we got to find all the metahumans and unite the seven and all that kind of stuff. We we've seen all that. So, like, but you kinda, why?
1: But, but you kind of got that with w- what you're saying. You kind of got that with that second movie. They 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 were they didn't build them up a whole lot. I mean, Aquaman hadn't had his movie yet. Wonder Woman mm-hmm. had had hers. Uh, Superman had had his and, and uh, um, Batman had his with uh, Batman versus Superman. Right. So they, they kind of did a hybrid there and it, yeah. it, it, it didn't work. So to, to go and have a movie, let's say, let's say, and I kind of, my idea with the movie was kind of, I have to, like I said, I have to having an older uh, Superman, and kind of in the same thing, but him being older, and then the younger people coming in and not be established, and they start having, you know, they, they, he like he, I, I don't want to get into mine, but as you get old, that that formula that you got there, it's, it's it they've tried it twice already. They tried it with Eternals, and they did how, um, and they did it with the, the Batman versus Superman to kind of start kick kick start it right. Some of them, people had the movies, some of them didn't. And then you had one where nobody had their movies, but they were in the same universe kicking. I don't think it worked. I think that's why Eternals did so poorly. If they had yeah, done. That's probably Endo-
0: why Black Adam did really bad, too. Um, again, it was right. kind of the trying to shoehorn right. this this origin character and, into an established.
1: Yeah. Right. And even even do try, even trying to do a prequel, trying to get it in there, it didn't work. I, I just don't. I don't see how you can. You can't start a brand. I'm what I and what I'm getting at is you. I don't think you can start a brand new franchise that way, where it's like you're starting in the middle of the story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, if if you come in and, and you know they're all sitting around the round table and uh, you know Aquaman's there and Wonder Woman, they're all talking. All right, no, we're adjourned and we got to go do know. this.
0: I mean, part of me thinks it worked for Spider Man. It worked for, but again, Spider-Man had, you know, 12 to 14 MCU movies. I mean, that's the whole problem. You know, if, if we were starting Superman in the middle of DCU, it makes sense, but it's, you know, if you're, start- you're I mean right. starting,
1: you're right, starting from he French. is
0: sort of, he is the Iron Man of DC. So like, he's right. the first guy, you know, you're, you think you're alone, Superman, you're not, there's others out there. So, you know, Samuel Jackson will show up at the end probably, um, and all that, but yeah, I guess it makes sense. So I like your idea of an older Superman.
1: I, I mean, I do. So in I, my I story,
0: do. I didn't get to finish pitching, but like one of the, <laughs> the elements I had in my story was, again, I wasn't going to copy the the Tom King up in the sky. I just liked the idea of him chasing um, a girl, um, you know, to save her. And it's sort of like the needs of the one, outweigh the needs of the many um, sort of, you know, theme. But it was also what I liked about that my plot was I was going to introduce the Legion of of um what are they called the Legion of superheroes whatever the um, Legion of the Doom ones, or the
1: or the ones no the, the, future. the
0: kids from the future that come back in time and stuff like that and I, I like the, the idea
1: the of,
0: of showing um a young Superman what his future looks like and what what he means to the world and they so will, they will that could 100% be a really interesting that. element. Um, that, that is
1: one of them yeah. what's going to happen. By the way, that's what Gunn is going to do. I, yeah. I promise you, they're going to be a young Superman, and they're going to cut somebody's going to come from the future to say, "You're our only hope, uh, Obi One." And uh, you know that's what's going to happen, uh, without a yeah, doubt. Yeah,
0: it's, it's definitely the, the the Legion of Superheroes, and and there's a great con. I mean, Jeff Johns did a, an interesting run, Superman Secret Origins, where there was some of that. Um, so I I could definitely see Gunn pulling from that. So I actually had a series of comics that I was sourcing from. So up in the sky, um, uh, Michael J. Straczynski's, um, uh, new Superman that he did that, that new origins, um, the secret origins from Jeff Johns. I was sort of pulling from all of that to say, okay, if we do set this within guns universe, because now I'm, now I'm pivoting my story. Originally I didn't want to do that, but now let's say we're going there. I think that's the best way to do it. Um, so, yeah. So, all right. It's your turn. Let's, let's hear it. So you said so, older Superman. Let's,
1: yeah, let's... I, I I would say that you have an older Superman and he's been trucking along doing, doing his thing. He, he's super, he's the superhero of the planet. Right. And kind of like, um, the reverse of what happens with Batman, you know, Batman comes along and he creates all the villains because they up the game. Cause he does that. He starts kind of encouraging these other heroes. You know, he's, he becomes the mentor to the group. Um, he's not going to get much with Batman, but he's going to know who Batman is. And, and they're going to figure each other out real quick. And I think that's how, I think that's how, if you want to introduce him that way, you have a movie where he's there. You spend the first little bit of the movie kind of saying, this is Superman. This is who he is. You kind of, you, you release some prequel comics and whatnot. He's the superhero on the planet, but he's getting older, but he's not, he's going to live to be a 10,000 years old, right? He's just, he's just got a lot of uh, experience. You know, he finds a young, he finds Bat, Batman comes to him and goes, I know who you are or that, or that, or that, you know, he lands on the, you know, Superman comes and gets in contact with him and they they know who each other are very quickly. And then, you know, maybe he's maybe Superman's flying around and he sees, uh, you know, uh, Wonder Woman on her island or you go, you know, some of the others, Martian Manhunter, he figures out who they are and he starts bringing these guys together because he doesn't want to do it by himself because maybe he, he's married, he's got a family and he wants to spend, you know, they're, they're living on the farm or whatnot. And, you know, of course, he, he got Lois to fall in love with him. I think if you... To me, that's more interesting, and you can slowly build up the story that way with one movie. I mean, you could have a movie where you just have Superman be Superman, right? Like he's he's uh, he's got to stop a comet, he's got to stop something that's coming in. You come definitely in
0: and, needs to be a lot of action. I think, right? You know, like be,
1: you have him where he is like the like a, a there, you have a section of the movie where it's hard for you to catch your breath. And you could call uh, this would be the name of the name of mine, a day, a day in the life of Superman, right? He get he wakes up. He doesn't have to sleep, but he wakes up and all day long. He has to go to work. He has to spend time with his family. He has to do what he's got to do. And he's got to save the people that he can, the most judicious all over the planet all day long. That's what he's doing. He's got you know he's got he's got an eight fifteen meeting with his boss where they talk. They have to pitch story ideas. Uh, there's a terrorist attack in Chris uh, Blackerstan. He's uh, there is a, a mudslide uh, in Chile. Uh, the uh, Eiffel Tower, I mean the the Leaning Tower of Pisa is about to fall over. He's got to go fix that. And on but top you of have, that,
0: he's got to run a race with Flash.
1: You know, <laughs> no, kidding. I mean Fla- Flash isn't even. But see, that's the thing. He's doing I'm, all I'm this kidding. work. Yeah, he's doing all this work, and he can't spend time with his family. And how relatable is that to what you've got going on right now with your life? Right. We we just we don't we're not superheroes. And what he wants to do is is pull in other people to help him take over because he he recognizes that there are other extraordinary people out there and he starts recruiting. He's the Samuel L. Jackson. He creates the Justice League because he's smart enough to do that. He finds these people and he mentors them. You know, there's a, he's got a kid that's sort of helping with fly, you know, flashes and, and not having be some weird emo kid, have him be Barry Allen, who is a, um, uh, who has the worst job, uh, worst job in, uh, forensics, uh, being a cop and he 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 knows because he's superman and can see that somebody's doing something and he goes and he recruits him and he helps him you know helps him with his costume helps him with this you know or recruits Batman first because Batman yeah, has it, money it, it kind of sets and you,
0: him up as being really the Tony Stark of yes of the DC one, you know one, and we know that we know yeah. that
1: works right and mm-hmm. you you do that and you kind of create a he, he, he is the shepherd and and does what needs to be done to help get people into there. And like I said, you could you could have a movie. The the first half of the movie could be nothing but action. Think about a movie. I mean, it may be very expensive, but like he all he is doing is constantly. He's he goes to sit down to eat dinner, and it's like you know he you know he he's, he looks up and Lo, and Lois and, and and his son Jonathan Jr. or Jonathan sitting there and goes, "What is it?" He's like, "Well, there's a plane about to crash." And she and what is she going to say? No, your dinner's going to get cold. She's go go, you know, and, and then, you know, that's what happens the whole, that's his life. That's what it would have to be. Or you have to decide. So they that, do
0: still, they do have some of this, right? That Lois and Superman series on, um, on the CW focuses on kind of an older Superman with a family. Uh, he's but, got two kids, but he's not, uh, but he's, he's made not. a decision to sort of recluse himself into Smallville and, right. you know, so, but there is and, those and scenes that, where he has to jump away from dinner to go save a, a missile from striking a, Right, yeah. and the problem is, yeah.
1: is that you 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 move to some place like Smallville, small uh, the the chaos of whatever follows you because you are Superman, right? He comes back to you. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I think that's more of an interesting story. He's a mentor. He's growing. He gets the team together, and he builds the team, and he helps them. You know, uh, everybody says, like, I work alone. You know, Batman, Batman, and have a younger Batman, or you could have an old Batman. Uh, you could have. There is no reason that you couldn't have. Uh, uh, a uh, bat fleck in there, but maybe if you want to have a, uh, you know, uh, I, I, and, and to be, to be honest, I watched 10 minutes of the, uh, of the new Batman movie and it was so boring. I turned it off. I've not finished it. It was so boring. And uh, you and I talked about doing a Batman movie a long time ago. We talked about having the Riddler be a serial killer. I think our idea was a trillion times better. If you wanted to go dark and edgy, uh, I was not happy with emo Batman. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, not emo Batman, emo Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne should be a, a stud and a, a man of a men because it's a mask. But anyway, that's a – I don't want to cut yeah, off That's
0: a, that. It's probably that, our that, second that, podcast that, that, um, but, if you make it but, to that. Um,
1: but like I said, if, if think about a movie where he is very wise and all-knowing and not unsure of himself because all he does all day is save everybody. And he's like he just wants to lighten the load some. You know, even, even with a team of five, somebody like flash would be the most help for him. And, you know, and then wonder woman, Martian Manhunter, you could, you could pull out, uh, you know, the elongated man or, or plastic, you know, he just starts trying to build the team up just so he could spread the work just so he could have some, you know, I hate to say me time, but he wants to be with his son. He wants to be with his family. And then I think that that gives you all the things you want, a ton of action, you have world building. You can start slowly uh, adapting the characters to what you want to do, and then you you have that heart of it. It's like the reason why do you want? In, you know, he's he's sitting there with Jonathan. Um, if, if Jonathan's going to be the next day. He's like, you know, Dad, I, I know what you do, and he doesn't keep it a secret from his son because you can't. I, you know, it it it's hard to keep uh, Christmas presents from our kids now, and they're, you know, when they're little, you're going to keep the secret that you're Superman from your children. And they're going to be like, what? They, they have to know. You just have to, you know. But you, 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 he wants to spend time with his family. With I mean, how much time can he spend with Lois if he if every like if they go to sleep, and and this is and this is something that w- that probably happen, He does not need to sleep. So when they go to sleep at night, all he would do is be saving people on that or writing stories. He'd that, he'd have to get up and then, he you know there's a lot of it where he can hear Lois's heartbeat constantly, so he knows what's going on. The second he hears her start to wake up, he zooms back home and gets back in bed. Hey, honey, I'm back here. You know that. That to me kind of gives you that superpowered, how how powerful of a superhero he really is, and then you start wor- world building. That makes more sense to me than having another story where he's a kid, where he, he gets comes into his powers, and then he's got to be a he's got to be a cub reporter, and someone's going to be mean to him. It's gonna hurt, he's got to hurt his feelings, and he's got to he's got to learn how to fit in. I'd rather he's we're past all that. We've seen that a hundred times, every single show. Let's see him. Let's see him, Superman, be the man. Let's let him be super. Let Superman be super. You know, that's that's kind of yeah. – and then, if, and then the, my other part with that would have been kind of getting into my pitch and stepping on yours is I'd love to see Red Sun. We talked about it before. I didn't give you time to really research it. But uh, if you have a chance, Red Sun has a um, a motion comic where uh, Superman crashes in um, in the Urals in, uh, in one of the Soviet republics and – they did it animated, which was terrible, but the, the the motion comic was great. And basically, he grows up and uh, over there basically ends up taking over Russia. He's fighting Lex Luthor, who's the smartest uh, man in the world. They fight constantly. And then at the end, um, I, I won't spoil it for you, but it, it, it's a great story. And I would love to see that in, in a – you, you could do it in two movies. But you could do it in one, probably. Uh, you know, it would happen. it'd be a very fast paced movie, but uh, that, that, that's a very interesting story because he's just, you know, if you, if you, a lot of people have that itch where they got to have Superman be completely different and he, he's is different, but he's inside of him. He's, he's, you know, kind of got the same thing because he's kind of raised by a kindly family and that kind of thing. But I, I think if you take a, if you take Superman back to the original pit and you make him, the man, you make him the mentor and he starts growing this team of people around a te- team of extraordinary people around him funded by Batman, you know, uh, you know, and, and you, you, you make something, something I never understood is why Superman didn't fly into space and find a big chunk of gold, you know, flying around in space or use his x-ray vision to find where oil is. And, you know, he's not so uh, if, if, if in some of the past movies, he's killed somebody, if he, if he, if he knows where like Buried treasure is, or something like that. You help Batman make. I think, make I think
0: it's just that that modest upbringing of, of mom, Paul well, Kent, and but, just. Uh, but what you do is you need you, kind of
1: type of things. You need a you need a space station. I'm talking about, as a mentor. You would think this. You would need. You would have that You would need a space station mm-hmm. with technology. He has. He has access to Kryptonian technology, so you fund it by whatever means you have to. I mean, he could. You know build robots to do all that stuff. Cause it, you know, you never talk about who's, who's, you know, in the original, in that, in the justice league television show, which is great. You have people working in the cafeteria. Somebody has got to pay those guys <laughs> and food's yeah. got to get up there.
0: Adam. So you're in an elevator with James Gunn and you've got two minutes as you're, as you're climbing up the floors of Warner brothers building um, to pitch him your idea. What are you going to say?
1: So, uh, I loved you. And no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I think, uh, probably start kind of building what I said before you have a, a an older established, uh, Superman, maybe John ham. Uh, I, I think is the older, I think he looked pretty good in, in top gun, uh, recently. I think he, you, he has the, the jaw and the hair, uh, maybe having hit the Tom Cruise gym a little bit and do that. Um, Superman is uh, getting tired basically of saving everybody by himself. He needs to start creating a, a team of people. He starts looking for extraordinary individuals. Kind of thought about maybe going the way of technology with robots. Maybe he's already using robots. Maybe that would be something that could be interesting in there. They already have some people flying around. You know, that's kind of a thing in the comic where people look like Superman flying around or not people, but robots. And he starts going out to try to recruit individuals who can help him. You got, um, you know he, he he maybe he reaches out to batman batman could be established he could just never they they know who each Who's other are villain? um earth I mean,
0: there's got to be a villain right
1: well, I mean, you have, uh, you have, uh, society, you have, you have people be the villain. You don't have, you have, you have, you have that there's such a need for help that, I mean, if you, if you've got to have a villain, uh, you go to Brainiac, no one's done Brainiac live action. Uh, Brainiac's going to come in to do this. Um, you, you can, uh, you could do Lex Luthor, but I think Brainiac's probably the easiest of the ones that have not been used that are, that are always teased around. Uh, not a lot of people know who Brainiac is. That could be part of, that could be a little bit of an issue. Um, but, uh, and not you say, I think Brainiac's probably the, the best choice for this because he, maybe he knows he's coming or something's happening, or maybe he accidentally creates Brainiac or not creates it, but he helps, helps reactivating. But you have him go around and you, you like I said, you, the first part of the movie is just wall to wall action with him trying to juggle life, family, and uh saving the planet and then you get uh he starts to recruit the flash batman wonder woman if you if you're gonna if you gonna want to create that part of it you do it or you have the whole movie of him just being super powered uh, Hopping around, doing whatever he's got to do as fast as he can, trying to save as many people as possible, and just the job is too much. It's that part is getting to him, and that makes sense, right? He's so strong; he doesn't have, he doesn't need to sleep and he doesn't need uh, rest. But and I know this is way over two minutes, but um, I, I need a better job of two minutes. But superpowered Superman trying to save everybody goes out and recruits another class of uh, superheroes to try to take uh, to to help him. And he's a mentor, so I think that uh, that was a terrible job of, of and much longer than two minutes. But I think my
0: my yeah, elevator my se-
1: rides my se- over, man. My sexy, my sexy voice, and my and, and me putting my hands on him and shaking him while I do it. I think that would probably uh, probably get his attention. So,
0: so I'm That's gonna me. I'm gonna backtrack a little bit. I know I I kind of had two pitches as well. I had a more established Superman Metropolis with the Justice League already in effect. You guys kind of. Sold me out of that with, uh, um, you know, the idea that that's kind of already been done with the the Snyder movies and what they were trying to do with Batman versus Superman. So I totally agree. I, I'm going I to try to put you, my my I think self. You said,
1: in- I I think you said like Iron Man. Did you you did say that right? Like like super, uh, we had a little technical issue, but I think you. want I, I want to make sure that you get credit for that. Superman would be basically the new. Iron I Man. think he, Samuel I, Jackson type deal. He he's the recruiter
0: and the mentor. I think he's kind of, of a combination of both, right? He is the <laughs> mechanism of establishing this world where superheroes exist. He's he's you know the first Avenger, so to speak, like Captain America. Um, he is the um, you know uh, the catalyst of of the world reacting to superheroes, like Iron Man was uh, in terms of wow, he's this guy, but he has this secret identity. Um, and he's young, and I'm trying to put myself in the mind of James Gunn, how I would do this. He is young. He's in Metropolis. He he is, you know, sort of trying to understand um, this concept of his dual identity. And and the reason I'm going to go this route because I I when I think of stories, I tend to think in terms of characters and themes before I start thinking about plot. And for me, I start with the themes, and I start thinking about who the movie going audiences are now. Like I'm a I'm a 38-year-old man. Nobody cares what I want to see in a movie. It's about what do the 11 to 20-year-olds want to see because they are the biggest consumers of media. Um, you know, it used to be, you know, what does a 13-year-old want to go to the theater and see? The problem is nobody goes to theaters anymore. It's it's what can I see on my phone or or my iPad or or whatever, and so it's, it's all of those things. But when you start thinking about the Gen Z cohort um, and what they care about the most— Is this idea of you know every individual is unique? Every um, you know there might be different preferences for that, but like um, this theme of otherness and being an uh, outsider—that's a huge thing that these Gen Z audiences care about. And and honestly, that's very relevant with Superman because that's exactly what Superman feels like—is this outsider in a world of humans. And so I think you explore that um, in the concept of. How he is trying to sort of, you know, understand that Clark Kent versus Superman identity. I also want to see a movie, and I hinted to this earlier when we were talking about the original Superman films. I want to see a movie with Lex Luthor, maybe not as the villain to start, but like becoming that sort of Moriarty to to Superman's Sherlock Holmes. I don't want to see a destitute. Lex Luthor, where he's trying to criminal his way into things, sleeping with old ladies, and you know, and, and on their deathbed, and stealing their dogs, and and you know, just to get the yacht and stuff like that. Like I don't want to see that Lex Luthor. I also don't want to see the the maniacal child who um, has daddy issues. Uh, I, I don't want to see any of that. I want to see this v- successful businessman on the top of his game. This um, guy who's got everything going for him. He is. Essentially, Bruce Wayne, honestly, probably more charismatic in a lot of ways um, and um, who just doesn't like the idea of an alien being among us and almost being the hero, thinking he's the hero of the story. I want to see that. I want to see that playing out um, over a course of not just one film, but a lot of films. I think Gunn could actually do that. I think what Gunn, James Gunn does really well is villains uh, and, and just offbeat characters and stuff. And to me, Lex Luthor kind of falls into that camp. Superman's almost going to kind of be maybe more of a traditional type hero character that we see um, just with those identity um, sort of themes that we're talking about. And then I hinted to it earlier. I love the idea of the Legion of Superheroes coming and showing this young Superman like what his future is as that old Superman, uh, when he's established, what the world thinks of him, what he means to the world and stuff like that. So you, that to me can then be that sort of mechanism of what motivates him to begin this world building that we're talking about as that sort of Tony Stark to say, okay, I can't do this alone. Um, but I don't know who else is out there, or at least you, he won't know until the end of the meeting or the movie, and um, you know that's where we'll, we'll set things in motion. And um, that's sort of my my take. I think the villain for the film has to be something related to his past um, as a Kryptonian, and I think Brainiac is probably the right choice. I feel like if anybody could makes sense of a Brainiac on screen. And in an interesting story, James Gunn could be that guy. Um, to your point, he's, he's a little challenging because he's like, he's essentially an AI Skynet, you know, Kryptonian Skynet kind of thing. Um, so it'd be interesting to see the different ways you could creatively approach that. But, um,
1: who, who would you, who would you have playing your Superman?
0: Oh man, I have wrestled with this and honestly, I'm not, I'm not hip on all the young, good looking Superman looking actors and stuff that are out there today. Um,
1: if I, I, I was going to, I'll give you, I'll give you, uh, did you see Top yeah.
0: Gun? I did. I think Glenn Powell would be a great that, Superman. That, Is that where you were that, going? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was exactly, on my yeah. list for sure. Yeah, I, I, think I would, he would, I would be, say in
1: in your, in your scenario, right. Yeah. Of, of what you're talking about doing, he might be, he might be 10 years or five, 10 years older, Possibly than what than what you're going for, but I think yeah. as a younger, if we can Superman, digitally
0: de-age Harrison Ford in the next Indiana Jones movie. Then wow, I think we oh, could oh, we could oh do that Lord. with uh, Lynn Powell. But I, so. I don't
1: think he needs I don't think he needs it. But I, I would I would say that that he would be a good sucher. I, I, I just I don't like. I don't like the fact that, the, my, what I don't like about your your idea is is that someone comes from the future and they're like, Hey, you're gonna be great man, you just gotta believe in yourself we're you're gonna do it mm-hmm. you know he doesn't need it i mean he, he he figures out pretty early on that he's the man and that's that's my i guess it, it kind of goes back. we've already seen this he kind of gets this in all the movies do, from do his you think dad. I could be
0: superman with i mean I feel like I have the Clark Kent look right
1: I mean you're five foot two so <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm if, definitely if they get, under five if, ten. They yeah. would have to, they would have to digitally uh, uh, sh- stretch you, and then you'd have to start doing yeah. some
0: push-ups. So well, I, I feel like you and I are a good casting. I mean, you're the bald Lex Luthor villain to my. Charming.
1: So this is so this is the second time I've been called bald. Most of this is a choice. Most yeah. of it, it's
0: fair. Like most of
1: most of it. So, uh, uh, so. Mm.
0: Hey, it's all good, man. We, we love you. No shame so, there. So, so, so our, our yeah. ideas
1: are basically an older Superman who goes out and, uh, and, and is the only superhero or the only main superhero and collects, um, and collects basically a superhero cadre of individuals and and, and and you go from there. And then yours is, he's kind of a, a punk kid and uh, some people from the
0: future telling him. he's great. I didn't say and punk it, kid. I just well, or, said or not, he's, I'm sorry, he's not, already Superman. He's flying around Metropolis saving people. It's just the early days of it. You know, people were, the jury's still mm-hmm. out on, on, is he the savior? Is he, you know, is he a bad guy? You know, depending on who you ask, there's that, that sort of dichotomy. Um, so there is that that reaction to we're not alone sure. in the universe sort of sort of element from some of the, the previous movies that you could bring out again, but I don't want that to be the overarching theme. My overarching theme of the movie is this is a movie about identity. This is a movie about who am I, you know, and and what is the hero that I am supposed to be? Again, kind of pulling from Tom King's um, Up in the Sky this this story that i referenced earlier about the little girl who's kidnapped what i love so much about it is the little girl never once doubts that superman is going to save her never once doubts 100% at the end he's like bring her back to earth and he he asked her she and he says said, he asked superman. her like you know and he she looks up and and says i just look up in the sky and you're superman so yeah. like I love that idea of exploring that through secondary characters and other characters and, and stuff. What I don't like about a young, younger Clark Kent Superman in that world. um, I, and I hope Gunn doesn't fall into this is, is that love story with him and Lois. I I just, I've seen it too many times. They're they're going to have, I mean, it's going to have to to happen. Right. And so, and and so like, I,
1: I don't, I, I, I would probably go see that movie, but I would probably... I wouldn't see it open on weekend. So I'd wait to... You know, if if I was going to see, I'd Mm -hmm. have to wait and see. Only because it... I mean, how is that... Truly, and I'm not. I'm not trying to be mean. It's it, and everybody knows if it's not my idea, it's not a good idea. But um, <laughs> but is it is it really interesting? I mean, is it really something you want to see? I mean, like he's he's flying. He's ba- you're basically doing like a young Batman, right? I mean, or whatever. He's trying to find his footing. He is Superman. He's flying around saving people. People are like, oh wow, whatever. I, and then and then he has to have somebody from the future come in and show him what's how you're going to be even greater someday. I I don't know that. I, this I, is I just, this I, is
0: why I, we said at the beginning of the podcast that Superman is not an easy character to write. No, I, I'm just no, being I, honest. I, like, no, I agree. I, I, but, but, I love to well. write things and I love to write about characters. I I don't. I would never want to touch this with a ten-foot ball. Just wouldn't want to do it. It's too I th- much. I,
1: th- I think it's definitely easy to do. I just think it's it, from what you're showing. It's going to be hard to do world building. I think because they're going to have to horse, uh, shoehorn in Lois and all of that, and he's going to be you know unsure of himself. Where my idea, it's all all that's done already. The, the drama is what every person who's in a relationship already knows. It's hard. Right. And mm-hmm. it's going to be and, and it's going to be even harder because you're Superman, because his job is so important. The only other person on the planet who would understand his job is is, is, is just as hard would be the president of the United States. Right. That's it, the only other person who could even he could even have a conversation with in, in, on some level and even and remotely connect to him. Right. Uh, and even then, Superman's job is harder because he's literally saving everybody. And then you go to build the rest of the world out. So. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, I just I said the the thing with yours or with 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 mine is you have so much action in the early it it would be hard to justify it. You you have the arc of what he has to do all the time. You have the break of, of bringing people in and having them start helping and then the movie maybe Builds to Brainiac, and then Brainiac is the second movie. You see, he, maybe he's using Brainiac to help, uh, help him try to f- fix all of the world problems, and then B- Brainiac gets out of control because Brainiac was um, a thing he created. But then the original Brainiac from Krypton connects through the internet, and then that you know he he, he creates his own problem, which is what so all essentially superheroes do.
0: Superman, Age of Ultron.
1: Yes. Oh no, I, we're totally we're totally stealing from them. But that's what but they stole but they stole from Brainiac. That's what Brainiac was. You mm-hmm. know, you have the you have the same thing but
0: I think he, it still falls in line with the idea that in the DCU, Superman is your Tony Stark like Yeah. You know Exactly. I
1: mean you you character you don't that's have
0: bringing everybody together. Yeah, for sure. You know, his, I, I think you can't get away with that. And how you get there and how you do it, you know, in the Iron Man well, movie, Tony was this philanthropist, you know, playboy jerk. And then he evolves into this hero, but he doesn't even think of his self as a hero. I still love that line from John Favreau, you know, and in, in game where he says, you know, Tony, Tony couldn't even keep up with Tony, you know, maybe it was in one of the Spider-Man movies. I can't, I can't remember. It was a post right. endgame game line from one of the MCU movies. And, <clears throat> and for me, like it, there was a lot of growth that Tony went through as Iron Man over the course of the three movies and the interconnected films to me, that could be how they would approach Superman. Is and why Gunn thinks that a a early days in Metropolis is a good idea is that you find him in this world where he's conflicted around all this optimism and hope that he provides people, but like ultimately he gets to that point and and he becomes that Superman that you want to see. Adam, uh, it just may not be in that first movie. Um, right. So it'll be it, well, it, it will be interesting. Um, I don't I, think. I, I, I got to yeah, thinking about
1: what you, about the Brainiac. Now, like I said, he's using let's say he's using robots to help or using some technology to try to help help him keep up with everything, and then Brainiac comes in and takes over that stuff. That's what he would probably you know not that mm-hmm. he creates Brainiac. I don't think that he. I don't think because he doesn't have because you know the K- K- Kandor Candor he comes in and and grabs the cities and that's what he does and then and takes all the technology and things along those lines. So. So real I,
0: quickly, because we're coming up on time here, what? Who was your casting? What if again? You, you talked about. I, think, I, think I definitely I, picked Glenn Powell, but
1: I would say I, I picked Glenn. I, I was giving. I gave you Glenn Powell. You that's gave me Glenn Powell, here. but I like I, that. I think
0: that's a good one. <laughs> uh,
1: I would say John Hamm for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, he's the he he's he's my age. It's interesting that we're picking our. I mean, if I could be in the movie, that was who I pick. But I think he's got the hair. He's got the jaw. He was fit in Tom Gun. Uh, top Tom Tom Gun uh, Top Gun. Uh, I think it's he made a good choice.
0: we chose two guys from Top Gun Maverick. What does that say about that movie? Um, yeah, oh, it's yeah. A great movie. So. Um, also about people who fly. Um, well, listen, uh, you know. Everyone, thank you for joining us on the Pitch Podcast. Uh, we, we've really been uh, super thrilled to talk deep into Superman, the legacy of the character, the history, um, how he uh, has transformed the world of, of superheroes in cinema. Um, and we hope you enjoyed these pitches. So what we're going to ask is once, once uh, you guys get a chance to listen to the episode, please um, buy or sell. Let us know uh, if you buy Adam's pitch versus mine or if you choose to sell it. Um, And uh, one of our future episodes, we'll come back and uh, see who who got the vote um, as it related to the best pitch. But uh, this has been the –
1: I, I would be remiss if I did not say it. I did not do a pitch for myself. I do have a, a YouTube channel. It's yeah, called absolutely. I, it, it's Inergia. It's the letter I nerd and ya. Yeah. So it's Inergia. Uh, if you're curious about what I'm having for lunch or what we're or for lunch breakfast, lunch or dinner, or uh, what we're doing, we literally have one of the worst channels on the planet. So um, that's the best pitch I can give you. So it's all over the place and it's a hot mess. But uh, if you're interested, uh, it's Inergia. So, it's a great way to
0: keep up with Adam outside of the podcast, and you can follow me on Fused Film uh, anywhere on Facebook, Instagram, uh, and other, other social uh, channels. So uh, thank you, and uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode of The Pitch.